This episode is brought to you by the Accountability Club. And listen up because we have a few changes we know you're going to like. Are you struggling to find time to work on your business and need some accountability? The Accountability Club is a space for weight-inclusive innovators to dedicate time each month to work on their business. In this space, you'll be in a supportive community with like-minded professionals completing those $1,000 tasks that keep falling to the back burner and are keeping you from leveling up in your business. Registration is now open for our first quarter of the year in 2024. That cohort you're going to want to join. It is January, February, and March. So come do the work with three monthly co-working sessions, get support with one monthly group business coaching session, and be in community with other business owners through our private Slack channel and weekly check-ins. And update, we are changing the Accountability Club membership to an inclusive tiered pricing structure. No gatekeeping of business education and support over here. Choose from one of the four options that works best for you and your business. Head on over to weightinclusiveinnovators.com slash accountability dash club to register today. We're in this together to make weight inclusive care more accessible and it starts with our businesses. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians to building a cohesive brand to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it, talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we're on a mission to bring business education to other weight inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. Today, we are going to be chatting about the importance of connection in entrepreneurship because it's lonely AF sometimes. But before we dive into today's episode, we are going to hear Morgan's highs and lows as well as mine. What's up, Morgan? Hello. Hello. Tell us about your highs and lows. My high from this last week was I launched my Central Mexico eating expedition trip on Friday, and I already have three out of the eight spots filled. And I am feeling so good and so excited that people want to go to Mexico City and Cuauhtémoc with me. Um, that is incredible. Tell us more about the trip. Give us the the TLDR about where you're taking people. Let's let's hear it. I'm so jealous. TLDR is, it's a seven-day trip in June of 2024. We are flying into Mexico City, spending a couple days there doing things like a taco tour, a market tour, eating at some really good restaurants, visiting Xochimilco to learn all about their food infrastructure. And then we are headed to a cute, quaint little small town outside of Veracruz, uh, which is on the east coast of Mexico. So Cuauhtémoc is home of Finca Fatima, which is a coffee bean farm. Javette, who's the fourth generation coffee farmer, owner of the coffee farm, is guiding us through her hometown of Cuauhtémoc. So we're going to visit the Museum of Mole, obviously visit the coffee farm. They are known for their trucha, which is trout. Uh, And so we're going to get to go like catch some trout and cook them. And yeah, it's just going to be, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be the perfect blend of like big city living in Mexico city and small quaint little town of Cuauhtémoc. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll head back to head back to Mexico city to fly home. 
That's so awesome. I've never been to a coffee farm or fish trout. That sounds awesome. I haven't either. So, well, I take it back. I have been to a coffee farm and I've done something. I've I've gone fishing for piranha, which has been really interesting. Both of those were in Brazil. So I at least have like something kind of to compare it to. But I am beyond excited to get to explore a new city in Mexico with Javette and her family. And her family is inviting us over for dinner one night. They're going to cook with that, like cook for us. Like it's just, oh, it's going to be so good. This is very salt, fat, acid, heat. It's very cool. I mean, that's basically what I want my trips to be like. So thank you for saying that. My second high of the week is that I actually launched another Weight Inclusive Business Academy lesson. This is coming out. By the time you're listening to this, this will be out next week. It's going to be part of the Thriving Business Holiday Bundle that I'm doing with like 20 other dietitians put together by Whitney Bateson, who's on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. So Instagram 103 is creating your Instagram business card, a strategic 15 post grid for brand awareness and client validation. So if you like have FOMO that you're not on Instagram for your business, but you like do not want to post every single day, this is for you. I'm so pumped about it. It was so fun to create. I ended up making a fake nutrition business called Morgan Sinclair Nutrition. And it was fun to be able to create like a little fake brand and pull in all of my favorite things as if I had my own private practice. Okay. That is just insane to me that you can just be like, I want to create this whole quote unquote business, even though it's a fake business. And then you just create a whole brand for it. That would take me so long. I would hate it. And you just like pull it out of your brain. And I think that's so cool. It's so fun. I love just doing creative things like that. And I mean, it's so much easier when it's for yourself too, I think, because like I know me and my personality and what I'm drawn to and what my ideal clients would be drawn to, even though I'm not getting clients, but I still like to think of who my target audience is. The dreaming and scheming. My low of the last, I'm going to say the last week, but really it's been the last two months is I have super low inquiries and they still haven't picked up. And I was really hoping to finish out this year with a discovery call turned into a client just to get one more client this year. And it's just not looking like it's going to happen. I know I still have a month technically, but I am just not holding my breath. Hence why I'm launching all the other things because I have some time to do that. But it is definitely taking a toll on me. I have practiced so much radical acceptance with this. I have brainstormed ideas. I know I mentioned it last week, anything in my control I have done or I'm working on or I'm brainstorming and everything else I'm just going to have to chalk up to that's the way the cookie crumbles and keep on moving on with my life. Mm -hmm. How many inquiries do you usually get like not in a slow time? I usually have, I mean, minimum three discovery calls a month and I haven't had a discovery call. I think in the last four months, I've had two discovery calls. That is slow. I feel that I I think I mentioned this before in my coaching as well. My business coaching, I haven't had as many as usual. There's something, something in the air right now. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Go away thing. Go away. Anyway, what have your highs and lows been the last week? My high has been, I feel a lot of peace with my businesses right now. We talked about sustainability on the podcast a couple weeks ago. And right now I'm feeling in that flow, 
where things feel okay. I'm almost kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. And so I'm just going to enjoy that peacefulness right now. And it's a shorter week when we're recording. It is the week of Thanksgiving. And so, you know, I just have some meetings and some things to wrap up through Wednesday and then taking Thursday and Friday off. Um, But in the meantime, before those days are off, I'm feeling like getting things done in my business this week. Um, like little pesky tasks. I like went through my whole inbox and like addressed a bunch of shit this morning. And I was like, yeah, look at me go. And I am feeling good because we have good cash flow. So like our payroll, there's going to be money left in those accounts even after that. And after we pay the bills at the end of the month, which usually makes the business a little tight for a moment. So I'm just like, ah, everything is so good. So good. And we leave to our next part of Mexico on Friday. So I'm excited about that. We're going from um, San Carlos to San Pancho. So I can't yay. believe that it's already time for you to go to your next destination. Like mind. I can't believe. That. I can't believe when we leave, we'll have been in Mexico over a month. Almost. Crazy. Yeah. That is nuts. Super. It's wild how quickly time flies. I remember Spain feeling like that. I was like, wait, but I've only been here for a week. And it's like, oh, no, it's been five weeks. But it goes by so fast. So fast. I'm really enjoying this trip because it's giving me perspective on like timing of things and how long I want to stay in a place. And I'm wondering if and when the feelings will come back of missing Denver. Um, But none yet. (laughs) My lows are I am really neglecting my Spanish homework and my learning of Spanish, which is ironic because I'm in Mexico. But I feel like my brain will just get so flooded, like trying to listen and understand. And then I'm like avoiding my homework. And it's almost like being in school again, where I do my homework the night before or the morning of. So I'm trying to bring myself out of that this week. And um, it, it's just that I'm a little, a little crispy brained around that. So that's my low, which is a pretty good low to have considering like it could be way worse, but I wish I was more excited about it, but I'm feeling a little blah. And that makes sense. You're like, overstimulated with Spanish now living in a living in Mexico, being in Mexico, being around Spanish being spoken all the time. Like it makes sense that like, that's how I feel whenever I am in a Spanish speaking country. And I'm like, do I have to do my Duolingo? Like, can I just mark a little button that says like, I'm in a Spanish speaking country and I've practiced enough today. Like, that's what I want. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is so true. I, it's funny because I, I still need to practice. It's so hard of like, I think this is just one of those things where I have to push through it, like take little breaks, but still like talk with my partner in our Spanglish and things like that to keep it, keep it going. Um, but I'm just feeling blah in it right now. Yeah. That's fair. That's all. That's my highs and lows. You ready to dive into today's episode? Let's do it. Today, we are talking about the importance of connection in entrepreneurship. This is something that I feel really passionate about as a single gal who lives in a studio apartment and doesn't have anyone around her most of the days. And I'm constantly craving ways to get out and find community and be connected somehow in uh, our space. And I know you went through a period of that too before you and your partner moved in together, something that we've talked about a lot off mic. And so... I'm excited to bring it to the pod and talk about why it is so important to have connection in entrepreneurship and not just if you are or were a single human like us, 
even if you have a partner, even if you live with a roommate, like it is still important to have the connection with other entrepreneurs. 100%. There's a twofold here of needing connection in general and intentional connection, right? Because I guess someone could argue like, well, I'm in Facebook groups and I see what other people are doing, but it's so different when you have a same regular community that you're connecting with and a routine and all that good stuff. So that's one piece. The other piece is just being around folks who also are entrepreneurs and business owners and have skin in the game. And you kind of hit on this too, by saying like, you can have your partner or your family or your friends around, but people who understand you and are doing the thing that you do, it's helpful to have that place to, or be around those people who can give you feedback and you know it's coming from a place of true understanding versus your parent being like, don't start your own practice. Take that job for 40 years and be stable. You know, it's it's people who understand the skin in the game. Um, I love that you named both of those because yes, there is a lot of beauty in connection like in Facebook groups, like in doing little random coffee chats, if you're connected to someone. But I like that you named consistent connection because, and I'm going to project a little bit for the both of us. If you're anything like us, we can put on a happy face when we are meeting people for the first time or interacting with someone for the first time, because we want things to be perceived as rock solid. But it's whenever you really nurture those connections with people consistently that you're able to kind of like let some of the walls down that you've built up around what an entrepreneur, quote unquote, should look like. And that's when it's like nice and juicy and you get to have all those like all these really intentional and vulnerable and impactful conversations with people that make this crazy journey of entrepreneurship like just that much sweeter. Mm, I'm glad you say that. I feel that in the accountability club. And I know we're going to talk about that today, but just as the time goes on, and this is why we do things in a cohort too, of a minimum of three months, because we feel the groups get closer. People become more comfortable. Walls come down. It's a container. So like everybody consents to keeping things in here. And it's just the more familiar people become with each other the more vulnerability that's allowed in there. And that's what this is all about. I also love connection in the way that like you and I have connection as business owners. You don't have to have just one business bestie, but having a business bestie who's also an entrepreneur is like freaking awesome because there's just, people don't understand the like highest of highs and lowest of lows and ebbs and flows of entrepreneurship except for other entrepreneurs. And so getting to have someone that you have a good relationship that intimately knows your business, that you intimately know their business. And so when you get like a random text being like, what the fuck is happening with cash flow? You can be like, mm, yeah, she's in it. They're in it. I, I feel it. I feel it. And hold space for him. It's great. Totally. When you said the highest of highs and the lowest in of lows and ebbs and flows, I was like, fuck, we need that on a pillow or a shirt or a mug because that is entrepreneurship. Yeah, that would make a really great little printed graphic. We're on it. I'm on it. 2024 <laughs> goal. Add it to the to-do. Add it to the to-dos. So as a 
group practice owner, you have a team, like a, like a naturally built in team. So walk us through uh, where this falls of like connection and entrepreneurship as someone who is also a part of a pretty big team. This is a good point to make because I know it's an easy case for folks who are in their own solo practice or running a one-person show with their business of like, ah, yes, we need community. But when you are a group practice owner or have a team working with you, like it's fucking awesome. And there's great connection there. There's support. But my team still doesn't know what it feels like to own the business and run the business and take on all the risk. Like They have their own levels of risk and things by being an employee or by working at the company and mad respect for that. And it's a different kind of dynamic, but the connection at the end of the day, it's not the same as being surrounded by other entrepreneurs who do similar things, Um, even though it's great. And it has its own level of just sweetness. That makes a lot of sense that you would also need to be around like, yes, you have your team that is connection, but it makes sense that you would also need to have connection in community in the form of other people who also own a group practice that there would be just kind of like this next level connection whenever it comes to this ability to share hard things with someone who also gets it. One of the other pieces with the group practice part in particular is like you can feel really isolated in the decision-making process and being the one that has to decide when you're working or what's going to get done or like the business things that impact everybody else, which is a responsibility that's just on you. And even if it's another business owner who's not a group practice owner, they know what it's like to be in that role of the decision-making and the power and what's next. And so just being able to relate on that level. One thing that I always get super meta about when it comes to being an entrepreneur and being the CEO of a business, and I think this can happen both in running a private practice, running a group practice, running a solo business, whatever it looks like. If you are the CEO, there is literally no one above you that is telling you what to do. Like, ugh, that shit's on you. (laughs) And... I find myself getting super meta about it sometimes of like, I have to, I have to like be my own boss, like, but not in like the fun, like I get to be my own boss. Like I literally have to like give myself direction and tasks and strategy and set goals and all of that. And while like, yes, I can do that. There is just so much validation that comes with doing that goal setting, seeing what other people are doing, talking about what else is working for people when you're in a community of people. This is also kind of in relation to that, but nothing we do as entrepreneurs is going to be brand new, which means Mm. that we do not have to recreate the wheel of things that we're doing. And the only way that we can, that we will be able to find out how not to recreate the wheel is to get data from other people's businesses. And that is going to come in the form of having 
genuine connection with other people who believe in a community over competition mindset, who are willing to collaborate with this has worked for me. I know you live in a different state, but this is what I've seen. I wonder if you could tailor it to look this way for your model or for your location or anything like that. And being able to share data with each other of like what has worked and what hasn't. I think that's such a good point. And again, like you can see what other people are doing out in the world, like on listservs and see what they're promoting. And then it's kind of like you get the tip of the iceberg, but you don't see the underneath of how well the project is going. Is it profitable? What they did wrong before they got it right. And I'm using all those with quotes because, you know, we don't think there's one right way or that anything's a failure. Like we have to go through things to figure it out. And when you have a container, like a community and support, a place you can connect, the openness and the vulnerability piece comes with that sense of community. Um, So yeah, then you don't have to recreate the wheel, which we love. This could be a double-edged sword too. Oh yeah, give it to us. Yes. So thinking about the community piece and being around like-minded people. We love being around like-minded people. And there's an important part of that of like business owners, entrepreneurs, same values. But what we want to also challenge is hive mind and groupthink. So Morgan and I stumbled across these terminologies a couple episodes ago when we were trying to figure out what to call like a group of people that we want to be around and what I don't remember what exactly the context was, but what we came across is a hive mind is when there's a bunch of people who are thinking exactly the same, so much so that it kind of becomes an identity of one thought process versus being able to challenge each other. It becomes very passive. And do you think hive mind comes from the fact that in a colony of bees, everyone is there to serve the queen and the queen is the one minded person and everyone else is following her rule. Oh yeah. I think so. Just like trying literally- to figure out where hive mind came from. And that's the only rational thing I can come up with. I'm sure I can Google it, but I think that's totally right. Cause I'm pretty sure worker bees will like die, die for your queen. queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we it's it's such a a balance of how do we create community and space that's not hive mind or groupthink to where people don't have their own opinions or are afraid to voice what they have to say, even if it'll help somebody? Because to be in community means receiving feedback and being open and a willingness. And it's not just agreeing or saying, I think the same way as this other person, because that becomes very passive and it doesn't help you grow. And being in community and growing our businesses and making being an entrepreneur sustainable is about growth and getting feedback and all of those things. If I could give a TLDR of this episode, it is that having connection with folks that will challenge you leads to being validated by people that running a business is possible and you have a community of people that can catch you if things fall. This reminds me, this was a poem. This was adapted from a poem um, by Rose Cook. And it says, I know you may feel like you're juggling life and work and family and finances, but try this today. Just be still rest your tired arms. And yeah, maybe everything will come crashing down or maybe all of those who stand shoulder to shoulder with you will catch those important things before they hit the ground. Or maybe you'll learn that life isn't as fragile as you thought. Hmm. So if I could summarize the importance of connection, it's that it's that when 
entrepreneurship and like connection in a way of community, not just like networking connection, like connection as a community. It is that you will have people around you that when it feels impossible to keep going and it feels so hard, you have people around you that can catch the things that you're having to hold. And I mean, just like that, you summed it up. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pull the, I'll pull the, um, this was a, an adaptation from it from someone in my life, but I will find the actual poem that that's from. So we can give Rose Cook credit to where it's due. I love it. That's beautiful. So there's many ways you can create connection with other entrepreneurs. You can make your own small group of people. I don't like calling them a mastermind. I think the word is, we're always really intentional with our words and trying not to use problematic words. Um, And also it's just kind of overused. So a group of other clinicians in the same spot as you, um, getting together and having regular meetings, It can be the accountability club, which we're obviously a fan of. It can be having your business bestie, who is just kind of your go-to coworker that you um, initiate to be (laughs) since you're both in your own businesses. Any other ideas of connection that you have before we talk about our favorite form, accountability club? Nah, I'm ready to talk about the accountability club. (laughs) Okay, amazing. So if you are looking for connection, support, and growth in your business in the new year, consider joining us for the first cohort of 2024 in the Accountability Club. One of my favorite pieces about the Accountability Club that we have been really intentional about is making it a quarter-long commitment. We're big fans of quarter-length things because it's not too far, not too long that it seems like the end's never going to get here, but also not too short to where you can still see growth and progress and change and getting things checked off your to-do list. We've been hosting the accountability club for a year now. Oh my God. We've had some people in the accountability club for the whole year, the whole last year. They've been with us for all four quarters. And I don't want to speak on behalf of everyone in there, but I like instantly feel a sense of relief on the first Wednesday of every month, knowing that we have group business coaching and knowing that we are about to be surrounded by a group of like-minded people who are also not afraid to challenge the status quo with just these deep, rich conversations and holding space for each other and problem solving with each other. And then all the other Wednesdays too, when we just get to like sit in silence on Google Meets as we all like power through tasks. There's just something that feels like a nice little camaraderie with that. But I know for a fact that there is no way I would have moved the needle this much in my business and have been able to work through the super big emotions that I've had in the last few months with being an entrepreneur if it weren't for you in the accountability club. Hmm. I love the accountability club for that too. I am just sitting here nodding my head in agreement with you because conversations that you have with people in a very intentional way and just having the space to do the thing, whether doing the thing is checking off the to-do or like having a space where you know you're going to see other people. It's virtual, so it's accessible for folks because as much as we love in-person things, like the reach is just less far. Um, It's really meaningful and 
you can tell everybody benefits from it, us included. Like we, this is one of our favorite projects we do and just getting to support people and getting our own support as well. It's, it's interesting because in the accountability club, of course, we're the facilitators, but we're also there getting accountability and support. So it just, it's a nice, very grassroots type feel of connection and community. And we're just here doing it. It's so good. Join us. And if you want to learn a little bit more about what the Accountability Club is like, we are hosting a free webinar on December 18th with one CEU pending. We love the Accountability Club because it's there to get shit done in our businesses. This webinar is for dietitians and other mental health professionals who want to get stoked on some new year energy and goal planning. Hannah and I love a fresh start, but not in like the weird diet culture way. And even if you are, even if you find community and connection outside of the accountability club, this is still going to be a really great webinar for you. And we'll give you some really solid tools to take into the new year to uh, get your business off on a good foot, off on a good start in the new year. Uh, and if you want to learn more about the free webinar, you can uh, check out the link in our newsletter, in our show notes, and on our website. Absolutely. And you can read about our biggest update on our website with the Accountability Club, where we are changing the pricing structure. So one of our goals is to make business education for weight-inclusive business owners as accessible as possible. And that's why we make the podcast free. That's why we do these free webinars and CEUs. And we don't want the Accountability Club to not be accessible to people. So we do have a pick what you pay model. And we have some free spots for folks who need it. Just shoot us an email. We have some low cost spots for folks. And we have a guide on our website as well. That'll kind of tell you like how to pick your spot. So we are super stoked to not let there be a reason why you can't join. And it just feels very aligned with our values. So come join us. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast to add us to your queue every week. Please leave us a rating and review and share with a friend to help us reach more weight-inclusive business owners who could use support and pep talks. We'll see you next week. And see you in the Accountability Club for Q1. Bye.